everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Post Game with Bill Matz. That's me. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. Woo! Let's just get it going right away, baby. Uh, so many things I want to talk about. So many things to get into with this game. So many things to be excited about with yours, mine, and our Philadelphia Flyers. Before we get started, I just want to tell you about the Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood. One of the best places, if not the best place, to catch a game at the entire Jersey Shore. Highly recommend it. Food is great. Bartenders are awesome. Great selection of beer. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Uh, you can't beat it. So many TVs, all the stuff uh, you want in a sports bar. There's a Bernie Perrant jersey hanging on the wall up there. And speaking of Bernie Perrant, this shirt actually courtesy of uh, Bernie Perrant's daughter. That's right. Uh, I have it right in front of me. I probably should have, you know, done this before I started. So let's just get right into it. Yeah, this shirt is available at BiscuitTees.com. Every Biscuit Tees design is hand-drawn by Katie Perrant, daughter of legendary Flyers netminder Bernie Perrant. If that's not cool enough, 10% of every purchase Benefits the Snyder Hockey Foundation. That's right. Snyder Hockey, you know, you know Broad Street Hockey's done uh, a lot with them in the past. This shirt benefits it. Go to BiscuitTees.com. Check out what they have. All right, let's get into it, guys. I don't, you know, there was so much going into this one. A lot of anticipation. Four days off between games. Here we are. Woo! Let me give you another one. Uh, where else to start other than 21-year-old sensation, the excellence of ex execution? Carter Hart, first career shutout. Man, um, what, what, what else to say? I mean, that one, the, the glove save is the highlight on Taylor Hall, five on three. I mean, that, that was absolutely freaking tremendous. But you could tell from the early going, really tracking the puck. And one of my first notes I wrote was that he was just all over those backdoor plays, anticipation, tracking the puck. That's what we've always heard with Carter Hart. When he can see it that well, he's almost impossible to beat. And they couldn't beat him tonight. That was just, man, we talked on, uh, Charlie O'Connor uh, pointed it out, I believe, in, his, in his, um, his 10 things on The Athletic. We talked about it more on last night's Broad Street Hockey Radio. The first game against the Blackhawks, Carter Hart was unspectacular. But if that's his you know, floor, if that's what he is at worst, a perfectly fine NHL goalie, which is what he looked like in the first game, Ooh, this is this was incredible. This was a great one. Uh, kudos to the defense, the team defense as well. I didn't see the final shot total, but I think like halfway through the third period, uh, they don't. Uh, the Devils had only registered twenty shots on net. So uh, great team effort all around. The big boys starting to get on the board. Kevin Hayes, that first one. Um, can't say enough about Carter Hart, though. First career shutout. Real happy for the kid. But the thing I want to uh, talk about more than anything. I know we're going to overreact, and a lot of it is because of how much we disliked the previous uh, coaching staff, the previous regime, um, Dave Haxtell's regime. But so many criticisms about this team, how they were inconsistent, how they didn't play 60 minutes. What I have seen through two games is a team that applies the pressure uh, in all three zones, and they do it for the whole game. We, we've seen it already result. Turnovers leading directly to goals. Connecting had another one directly off a turnover tonight. I am just really impressed with the way uh, Vigneault has this team playing early. A complete turnaround from the, uh, the passive way they've been playing over the years that's just frustrated us so much to watch. Um, I've said it so many times on this show. There's a fly in here now. Some sort of something in that. But um, I've said it so many times on the show, in a game that's all about to create scoring chances, to create big plays, to create explosive plays, you need time and space. That's what hockey is all about. The way the Flyers used to play defense allowed time and space. You were giving them the thing they needed most to be able to make passes, make decisions, and get guys open. Well, all of a sudden, the Flyers have taken that away. They're pressuring in all three zones, like I said, and boom, they're the ones dictating play. They are just dominating the uh, the shot attempt differential. They've been so much fun to watch, and the offense, you just knew they were going to break it open tonight. You could just feel it coming. They got that first one, and then the floodgates open. They end up with four again. Uh, they're scoring goals. They're not allowing 
uh, a ton of chances the other way. I know it's two games, but if I was a little late tonight, uh, it's because I had to run out from 19th all the way out to broad. So I had to run five blocks, and that's ah, – look at me, man. I'm not running five blocks, but I had to go – Put some chairs out on Broad Street for that Stanley Cup parade we're going to have if they keep playing this way. Uh, but I'm just really excited about what I saw tonight, man. I, I don't want to take too much out of uh, out of one out of two games now, but you have to like what you've seen, especially considering our concerns coming into the season, especially considering uh, just our concerns over what this team really was, what its talent level really was. Uh, so let's turn it over to you now. I don't want to. I don't want to hog all the excitement here. I know you all have a lot to say. Um, let's just. I'm going to scroll up as far as I can and catch up in the comments. If I didn't, uh, if I don't read your comment, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people in here right now, but I'm going to try to get to as many as I can. Uh, remember, Ethan. Let's lead it off. Remember everyone panicking in the preseason. I do. I do remember that. I was one of the people who was a little concerned about the effort level, especially in the first half of the preseason, but. If I've seen anything through two games, the thing, obviously having the goaltender. We have the goaltender, it looks like, um, and that's been the, the big issue uh, for a while now. But um, the effort in these first two games, the, the way they've pressured the puck in all three zones, like I've said a couple of times already, that's what I'm most encouraged about. That's what I'm really liking about Vigneault's team so far. Connecty uh, looks great, creating so much offensively. Yes, he has been. Uh, just buzzing around. Looks like he's so confident in his shot right now. Um, I think Kurt from BSH a couple weeks or a couple days ago pointed out how I used to criticize Konechny's shot, and I do believe he must have really improved on it because um, there was a time where he was throwing muffins up there. Didn't look like he could consistently beat NHL goalies with the shot he was firing. Um, don't have that concern at all anymore now. Uh, his scoring pace actually came down tonight, though. He's not on pace for 164 anymore. So he's got to jack that thing back up, only one goal. Uh, Haig doesn't look bad either. I guess McDonald can't ruin Haig. David Brown, let's let McDonald go. Uh, Haig has he's done some things that have bothered me, but for the most part, he looks like a solid um, bottom three NHL defenseman. Like, I don't know how much better than Haig most teams have if he plays to his full potential in their, you know, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman that they ice. Ultimately, I want to see Phil Myers get that spot, but 2-0, baby. How am I going to argue with any of the decisions? Uh, coaching wins championships, and this team plays together. It's it's so I, – I don't want to overreact to two games, but you can just feel my excitement, and I can feel everyone else's. It just seems like we're watching something different. Uh, through these first couple of games. Broad Street, here we come, baby. I'm already set up, Mikey. I'll see you out there, man. Uh, always moving forward, never looking back. Joseph, great point. Um, that just comes with the pressure. That comes with a 60-minute effort. They are the ones dictating play. They're not waiting for the play to come to them. Uh, I'm really liking what I'm seeing just with the overall philosophy of this team right now. Uh, have four good lines of players. Having four good lines of players helps. It certainly does. And we're seeing efforts out of guys like um, James Van Riemsdyk. I mean, we're seeing James Van Riemsdyk out there at the end. Granted, it's four nothing, but you're trying to conserve a shutout for your 21 year old goalie about to, you know, potentially pick up his first one. And on the last shift of the game, JVR, who's known as a you know offensive blue line and in kind of guy, he's out there giving maximum effort. So. Uh, it's, it just seems like everyone's buying in. This team needed that kind of a kick from a coach with uh, with the pedigree Vigneault has. And so far, so good. Very little to complain about. Back-to-back 5-on-3 penalty kill. Yes, that's one thing I wanted to get into. What has plagued this team for so long is that freaking penalty kill. Uh, we heard it, you know, and we've, we've said it. How many times have we said it? Would the penalty kill just be not good but better if they had – Average goaltending on the penalty kill. Well, they got well above average goaltending on the penalty kill tonight, and we saw what they were able to do with that. I expect that unit to only get better as they gel together. Um, they pointed it out on the broadcast that one five one three. We have Couturier and we have Hayes in the box. Those are our top two centers. These are the guys we're counting on in this situation. They're not even out there, and we're able to kill it. Um, uh, just really, really good stuff. 
think Jake is okay. He didn't leave the bench. That was a scary hit. Uh, he went in shoulder first, went in really hard. Uh, as soon as I, as soon as they showed the replay, I said that's a separated shoulder. But um, he, he stayed in the game and looked like he was uh, no worse for the wear. So I think Jake, uh, I think Jake is fine. I'm sure we'll find out more uh, in the coming days. They don't play again until Saturday, so I'm sure we'll have an update before then. This look, this team looks better from the jump uh, for the first uh, than they have in many years. Couldn't agree more. That's the the slow starts. Another thing that just plagued this team. Uh, we can see it. They're not right. I mean, they're taking a little while uh, to get like tonight. They took a little while to get the offense going. Just seemed like they couldn't complete a pass. A little bit, little bit of a carryover from what we saw in the Prague game against um, uh, against the Blackhawks in the first game. Just like. They're, they're in the right spots. They're doing the right things. They're sticking with the system. They're trusting that process. Uh, and eventually the, the effort, the, the, full, the, the full ice forecheck, it pays off. And you just keep with it, and the floodgates will open. And that's what we've seen in these first two games. Um, the Devils are the new Flyers, a solid effort. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I, was, I was thinking the Devils, the Flyers are the new Devils in that we now have that goalie. We now have the goalie and the coach who are going to just beat the hell out of them. Um, where did I get the Fanatic headband? That is a great question. This Fanatic headband comes courtesy of Junk Brands Headbands. Uh, check out this and a ton of other designs at junkbrands.com. I'm still kind of new to the long hair. I, I've been growing it out a little while, but it's it's hard to, you know, it's really hard to tame sometimes. I got some imitation uh, fanatic headband right when uh, right when Bryce Harper started wearing his, and it just did nothing to, like, keep my hair back, did nothing to wick away sweat. So I got in touch with the people at uh, at Junk Brands, and they sent me a couple of these of these fanatic uh, they're, they're exclusive fanatic headbands. They're real ones. The ones Bryce Harper really wears and I couldn't be happier with it. It's a, it's a great thing. So check out junk brands for a headband, just like this one and a bunch of other cool designs. They've got a big holiday or a big Halloween thing going on right now. So check that out. Um, that save excited the bench and the crowd. The arena was rocking tonight. Yeah, that's one of those things when you're just looking for some momentum, when you're just looking for one thing to, all right, you know what, we're playing great, but we don't have the lead we should have. We know we should be up more. We're just kind of plugging away, plugging away. And we, we talk all the time about the the atmosphere in the arena and the, the feeling on the bench, and it's chicken and the egg. Like one gets the other going. What do we need to do to help the team out? Well, that's just another area where we've never had like, oh, man, goalie who's going to come up and make that big momentum play, steal the momentum back, shut them down, get them looking down at the ice, shaking their heads and thinking like, man, we just can't beat this guy because that gets frustrating as hell for the offense. And we've got that. It's always Giroux and Voracek and Ghost just going, I don't know. I guess we just can't beat him tonight. But to see the other team just look down at their stick and go, I don't know. Might just not be tonight. Can't say enough good things about Carter Hart. I am amped about the rest of this season. Uh, this team could have three 30-goal scorers, maybe four. Cooch, JVR, Konechny, and Giroud, depending on how much he passes and shoots. Yeah, I mean, JVR, he should he should get going soon. We know he scores in bunches, and when they start coming, they just freaking just start jumping in the net for him. Cooch uh, gets on the board tonight. Giroud picks up his first point. I'm never looking for Giroud to score 30. I know he had 32 or 34, the year he should have been an MVP finalist. Um, but he's always been more of the 22, 25, 28 kind of guy. And if he's picking up 50, 60 assists like you expect him to, it's hard to expect 30 goals out of him. But, yeah, I mean, Konechny's got three through two games, so there's no reason he shouldn't uh, get the 30, especially with the line he's playing on. Watching Couturier out there, man, the ice just tilts when he's out there. Um a real pleasure to watch. I liked – he just made a real – just that great uh, – Jack Hughes trying to get some momentum going, exiting the zone, trying to get the legs going through the neutral zone, get something going through his team – get something going for his team. Sean Couture, poke. Nope. I <laughs> see you, kid. Go back and get it, you little bastard. Uh, I like that. And I like to see us – I like to see the team 
we're not overly – we're physical in the corners. We're physical in the forecheck, but we've never been the most physical team. I like this kind of pushing the kid around tonight. Jack Hughes is going to be a tremendous player in this league. But I like this showing the 18-year-old, like, this is our night, kid. This is our home opener. Not, it's not going to be a free pass for you. I like seeing him get knocked around a little tonight, too. Uh, Hayes was super motivated tonight. Great tenacity on his on his goal. Yeah, just uh, pushed on through. Great uh, great recovery to protect that puck and get to it first. Really liked seeing that. Um, looking for him and Drew to really develop some chemistry. Jake Voracek is kind of um, – I don't want to criticize anyone right now. Uh, it's It's over the top to criticize anyone, right? Like – why the hell? But I just want to see a little bit more out of Jake. I think that'll come as the season gets going. Some of these vets uh, who are the slow starters, I like seeing the uh, the other guys who have produced early so we can let uh, these other guys ease into the season. Um, I think we'll start seeing a little bit more chemistry out of that line. Like I said, Hayes on the board tonight. Drew picks up that first point. So uh, more more great stuff to come. But as of right now, I don't think it's an overpay at all for Kevin Hayes. Well, they need they need the center depth. It's worked so far. Two games in, I like the Kevin Hayes era a lot. I uh, was afraid of a fractured clavicle after seeing Drew, after seeing Voracek hit. Uh, also, you coming to Vegas for January two game. We'll see. Uh, hey, fans of Philly, that Vegas trip last time was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Huh? Huh? Uh, where are we? First two and zero start in what eight years? I, yeah, I think. Uh, I think the last 2-0 start was the um, the last uh, Richards and uh, the last Richardson Carter year, right? 2010-11, uh, with the the year they had 100 points, and they were in the uh, they were in the President's Trophy race until like the last couple weeks because all of a sudden everyone hated each other and the team was just coming apart at the seams with a bunch of injuries and everything. Hey everybody! They changed the goal song. I couldn't make it out, uh, but it seemed like it was different. If someone wants to, I'm so behind in the comments. By the time I catch up, I'm, this is going to be way off topic. But if someone was there or just knows what the goal song was, I couldn't really make it out. But uh, it sounded different. It didn't sound like um, DJ MDZ was in control of the music anymore. Uh, let's see. Ben Simmons hits a three. Flyers win a home opener. Braves get eliminated and Nationals are losing. Been a great week. Yeah, whatever. Uh, baseball's over to me. But, hey, Fanatic Headband, Jump Brands, check it out. Uh, looks like the team is going with Vigneault's vision, and it shows on the ice. Yeah, man, when they talk about playing fast, we've, we've seen a lot of dump-ins. And philosophically, I am against running your team as a dump-and-chase team because mathematically, more – Expected goals come from a controlled entry than an uncontrolled entry. Um, but they're making it work right now. They're getting in on the forecheck. They're using it like that. Uh, I always equate it to that running game. Um, you're running the first quarter in football. You know, if you break off a big one and score on a big play or something, that's cool. But you run in the first quarter to beat them up so you can get so you can hit them for that big play later. And that seems like to be the philosophy right now. We're just going to keep coming at you, coming at you, hit you with this forecheck, and eventually you are going to make that bad decision. You are going to turn it over. We've seen it a ton already. So many high-danger turnovers. Uh, we're denying zone exits. We're just playing good, winning hockey right now, man. And it's uh, – I'm excited if you can't tell, man. <laughs> Did we really lose one of our 41 home games to that contest against the Blackhawks? Yeah, we only get 40 home games this year. So be it. That's life. Uh, slow night in the rage room. I don't know, man. I love to rage when I'm in a good mood. You know, that's that's always fun as well. Quinn Hughes scored tonight. Good for him, man. Good for him. Uh, glad to have you back on post game, Bill. I always look forward to hearing your takes on the game. Philly is a goaltender. Barry, we do have a goaltender. Um... I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's apropos tonight that I'm wearing Bernie Perron, the uh, you know Bernie Perron's daughter's company shirt on the night that uh, on the night that uh, Jesus Carter Hart records his uh, first career shutout. I just think great things to come for this kid. We've been waiting and waiting for something, and it finally looks like it's here. It's a good day. Today is a good day. No one can take today away from us as Flyers fans. Hart is the real deal. Absolutely. He's the real deal, James Neal. How about that, dude? Six goals. He had freaking four last night. He had a natural hat trick for Edmonton. Meanwhile, Milan Lucic, um, Milan Lucic 
leads the uh, leads the league in penalty minutes. So that's good, right? You've one leads the league in goals, one leads in penalty minutes. So the trades a wash. Oh man, I love hockey. That save from a five on three with a one zero lead. Are we sure we're actually watching the Flyers? I left my like I left my body when that save happened. Um, because you just saw it, and we've seen that cross ice. Uh, just a little bit, just a little, the goalie be a little bit late so many times over the years. And Hart was just there, man, snatched that glove, uh, just denied. And it's Taylor Hall. You know, it's not like that was some dude out there. That was freaking Taylor Hall that he denied. So that was hell of a moment, hell of a highlight uh, already in the young season. Hart delivered the excellence of execution, man. He put them in the sharpshooter and they tapped out. Uh, please keep the Eagles and Phillies trainers away from Carter Hart. It's not like the Flyer. I mean, eh. don't want the guy who's treating Carter Hart. I mean, I'm not blaming anyone in the Flyers for what's going. Or I meant Nolan Patrick there. I don't want to. Yeah, it's not like we have the best of luck either. Uh, Bill on fire. Yeah, it's it's warm in here too, man. I gotta. I can't wait for it to get cold. Like it's it's a little warm in here. It's the first time in a very long time that I can say that all of our lines are doing great. Yeah, you know, we, we've seen scoring chances out of everybody. It's just a matter of time before more and more guys keep getting on the board. We've had uh, a, a plethora of scores early on. I'm, it doesn't look like this thing's going to stop. It looks like we actually have the depth to keep this thing going. Uh, let's see here. Love seeing how high, I uh, love seeing how hard the guys are on the puck and stick battles. This was missing for years. AV system and style is fun to watch. I was wondering what kind of, uh, what kind of team we were going to be under Elaine Vigneault because, um, you know, you, you've watched, you know, Vancouver and you've watched the Rangers, but you don't watch them up close all the time. So you're not totally sure about what kind of team this is going to be. They can pay all the lip service in the world in training camp and in the preseason to playing fast, playing with pace, pressure all over the ice. But to see him actually do it, just great stuff. Devil's top line, a combined minus five. Love combined plus minus. The PK was tremendous tonight. Carter Hart was awesome. Great home opener. Happy for everyone who got to go, too, man. You know, it's a <laughs> – these these uh, these home openers and the um, – just Flyers games in general have been a real crapshoot for ticket buyers lately, so – uh, I'm happy for everyone who got to experience that one, and at least for one night, the uh, the promise of everything we've been waiting for showed itself. I know the Devils probably aren't very good. Um, we've been talking about that a lot on Broad Street Hockey and Ice Sport Radio, which is back, by the way. Uh, we took the summer off with Ice Sport, but that is back. It's going to be another. It's going to be a weekly show again. So make sure you don't have to do anything if you are a BSH Radio subscriber. You already get Ice Sport. Shows up right in your podcast feed uh, along with Fly Perbole, these post games, uh, checking out the competition. So if you haven't, hit that subscribe button and give us some good reviews too, man. JVR is due already. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Wayne Simmons. That's Remember, Wayne Simmons would score... He would score in four straight games. He'd have five goals in three days or something, and then he'd go seven without one, and then we'd be like, oh, man, Simmer hasn't scored in a while. Then he'd have two points, and we'd be like, oh, okay, he's back. Like, this is just what it is with the with the volume goal scorers. He'll get one. He'll get one. He missed a lot of time and ended up with 27 last year. I'm not worried about JVR scoring. Um, AEW repeat. Yeah, I got I to gotta catch AEWs. I, you know, flyer's wrong. Got to catch it. Looked like Raffle threw a hip check at Q's, not a trip. Am I the only one who fixed that? Um, I think it was a – in real time, I get why the ref called it. I'm not going to get too nuts about that one because when you see the leg stick out and when you see a guy go uh, – when you see a guy fall that way, you kind of just assume trip. It's it's a fast game. Um, it, it does kind of look like he threw the hip check and – Hughes kind of twisted out of the way, and, uh, you know, Raffle gets gets called for the trip there. But I understand why it's called the trip. I'm not going to get nuts about that one. And, hey, we killed it. That's what really matters. Jet Boy, Feel the Shake is the new goal song. I got to download that one. have no idea what any of those words are. So, all right. Couldn't make the goal song out either. Yeah, I, uh, Jet Boy, Feel the Shake, someone just said. Uh, I don't care what the goal song is anymore if we hear it four times a game. Yeah, that's been my that's been my thing for a while. Um, it's never going to be a song that like I love because 
the music I love doesn't show up anywhere. So like Gold Song ain't gonna be rancid. I'm not gonna get that crazy about it. I just want to hear a Gold Song a lot. It could, like I said, it could be on a little teapot if they play it four or five times a game. That's what really matters. Uh, yeah, Feel the Shake by Jet Boy. So I'll have to give that one a listen. Uh, did you guys listen to the Mike Richards interview? Uh, yeah, we talked about it on um, we talked about it on BSH Radio a little last night. It was very interesting. Uh, it was definitely worth a listen uh, to hear that Mike Richards interview and that other podcast. Carter Hart, Baby Shark, make it happen. Carter Hart, do 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 do. Carter Hart, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm I love the Baby Shark. I started it. Don't let anyone else tell you any different. Um, it was me, but uh, I'm I'm all in on the on the Bret Hart, uh, Carter Hart stuff. So, uh, do you think Boosh gets annoyed when the other announcers say the Flyers hope they have a good goal? They have. I I think he gets it. Um, you know, Boosh. Boucher had his moments here. I'll never say uh, – Boucher is one of my favorite flyers ever. I love that dude. I mean, I, I remember 97 and playing in the cup and everything, but like I was like 7, 8, I don't remember. But like the first team I ever loved was that um, – the first flyers team I really loved was that that Boosh team that went to the to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Devils. Uh, I'll always love Boosh. He came back for that 2010 run. Would have loved to have Manette for freaking game six, I'll tell you that. Uh, but I think he gets it. He knows he wasn't consistently spectacular here. I mean, Roman Czechmonic had, uh, had an awesome time here too, but ultimately it didn't work out. Sergei Bobrovsky that rookie year, but then we know what happened there. There have been guys who've had some success here. It's about sustaining the success, and – it just looks like Carter Hart is the first guy who's going to be able to do that. High impact forechecking and some damn strong penalty killing. What a difference not having laughing on the bench makes. Uh, and dare I say, Tarion and Yo surprisingly make. Here's the thing. I know we are, like, our exposure to Michelle Tarion and to Mike Yo is as head coach. You know, we know them as head coaches where they ultimately weren't very successful. But how do you get head coaching opportunities? You're good as an assistant coach. Maybe they're good assistant coaches and they're just not. Like Jim Schwartz, I think he's a pretty decent defensive coordinator. You know what I don't want? I don't want Jim Schwartz coaching my goddamn high school team, let alone like an NFL franchise, but just a defense. He's good at that. To If you just have your specialty, no matter what it is, uh, I, I think – you know, you can excel there, and it looks like that's what they're doing. And I think all these guys having the pedigree of just the tenure they've had in the NHL, the experience they've had as head coaches, they're building on that. And the players appear to be responding to it, at least through two games, uh, as well as, as I've seen a team, you know, respond to a coach since, since you know, the peak of LaViolette. What a penalty kill. Yeah, I mean, what's been that's been the thing that's killed us for so long, and Ooh, it looks good, baby. It looks good. Uh, is Miles Wood the most useless player in the league? Yes. Uh, I'll say he did get that. Uh, I was mad at Ghost, man. Uh, that was – I thought that slashing penalty by Ghost at the end. Again, no harm, no foul. They get, the, they get the shutout. But when you're protecting that shutout for your goalie, it's the first one of his career, that's selfish to take that slashing penalty. And I know you're just reacting. And – but – Man, if I'm trying to ghost, we know is he's, he's temperamental. We know he's emotional. Uh, if I'm trying to get something going, ghost is the guy I'm going after. And he he took the bait a little bit, you know. Uh, you get him with that four check. He doesn't like to be hit. Who does? Uh, he he takes that retaliation slash. All of a sudden, this shutout that everyone has worked so hard for is in jeopardy. Like I said, not going to kill him for it because Christ, we just. <laughs> Just one four nothing in the home opener with two and zero. Carter Hart first career shutout, but to put it in jeopardy, I thought was a little selfish. Uh, I love the offense. No more chip and chase. I mean, they're getting pucks deep. Uh, they're they're just they're. That's the, when you play. When you dump the puck, you need to go get it. And they have consistently went and got it. And then there's a second wave. The first guy goes in and pressures, and the second guy is there to take advantage of the uh, to take advantage of you know 
the, the defenseman who's under pressure. Most defensemen, not great decision makers. Like you end up on, I, I know we're in the new age of like Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. And well, I mean, I love Will Butcher. I'm a big Will Butcher fan. I, I love the kid at Denver. Uh, but this is, you want defensemen having to make decisions faster than they want to. You want that pressure on them and taking advantage. I'm, I'm loving what I'm saying. A really aggressive penalty kill. Hope they play like this throughout the season. So far, so good. I have no reason to believe they won't. Um, you got to believe the players out there are happy to be having the success they're having. For uh, for years, they've they've had these issues that they just haven't been able to correct. And so far, uh, it, it's it's working out. So I, I I don't understand why they uh why they wouldn't. You know. Let's see here. A few times uh, the TV showed Lappy on the bench. He, he is uh, – they definitely showed him there. He was actually on the bench, but he's no longer in charge of the PK. I don't – I think he's more of a – I think he's more there to just relay the message than coach a position, it seems like. What blows my mind is AV broke up that G. Coots TK line and had uh, built two great uh, – two great – top lines uh lindy coots and tk is great yeah i'm still uh, man with limblom and couturier out there um the ice is just tilted the flyers have the puck when those two are on the ice uh and if you have the puck and you're getting on offense guess who's going to get chances a very highly skilled highly motivated travis connecting who appears to be breaking out and reaching his potential this year. So it's great. Uh, I want to see that Hayes, uh, Voracek, Drew line get going a little bit more. Um, we talked about this on BSH radio last night. They, uh, I think if you can get this, these top two lines to really start clicking on all cylinders and then eventually you get Nolan Patrick back, hopefully uh, in the, in the near future, they talked tonight how he's going to make the trip to Western Canada. So maybe we get him back sooner than later, but if you get these lines going, it's great. And if you need to, you always have the option of Giroux Couturier connecting. You know it works. You know it's going to be productive. So you can just wait on it. You can, you can wait on it. You absolutely can. Carter Hart is the GOAT. You're still doing Facebook Lives during the during week with the crew. No, we don't do the uh, we don't do the main show on uh, on Facebook Live anymore. It's available only on the Broad Street Hockey Podcast stream or at broadstreethockey.com. So check it out there, eh? Hey Bill, miss these post games, won't lie. Much different team from, from a year ago. Look how happy I am. Look how freaking happy I am. Uh, it really does feel good to be extremely positive after two Flyers games. Let's keep it going. Yeah, let's absolutely keep this thing going. You know, they, they got they got some. You can you go to Vancouver next. Uh, you have Edmonton and Calgary. Let's let's keep this thing going, man. Let's play some. Let's play this fun, dominant style of hockey. Let's take it to teams in the corners. Let's uh, keep getting pucks deep. Keep getting pucks on net. You know, that's what it's all about, right? Has there been a game where they don't talk about Haig leading the league in hits? No, uh, never in the history. Uh, and he's and this it's not just Haig. You know, he's the a long. This is a he's next in line. This long succession of guys uh, with um, you know Nick Grossman leading the league in block shots, Luke Shen leading the league in hits and block shots. It's like, oh wow, he doesn't have the puck a lot, huh? But hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna bash Haig tonight. Not even gonna bash Haig. Haven't seen any of the, uh, haven't seen any of the possession numbers, but just based on the absolute domination in terms of, uh, in terms of shot attempts, I gotta believe everyone sh- uh, graded out pretty well tonight. Can't, don't have much to complain about, even with Robert Haig. Connect me contract might end up looking as good or better than Coots if he keeps this up. I, hey, I love Connecty, and this seems like it seems like a fair deal at the time. If he continues producing like this, hell yeah, it's a great contract. Let's not forget Couturier is legitimately one of, if not the best, two-way centers in hockey. Um, producing like a top-line center, playing defense the way he does, just the little things he does to make sure his team is on offense when he's on the ice. I get, I get the excitement with TK. Trust me, but. Let's not forget how good Couturier is. Where was Ghost tonight? Yeah, Ghost, um, slow start. I think he's feeling things out. Um, he's getting used to a role, I think. 
I expect him to break out. I expect everybody. I Elaine Vigneault seems like a guy who's gonna get the most out of everybody, right? Isn't like that just seems to be that just seems to be the trend. I know it's two games. I know it's two games, but we know Ghost is good. We know what he can do when he's at the top of his game. He definitely has to get going. Want to see more dynamic plays out of Shane Goss fair, but so haven't needed him yet. I that's the we we have a bunch of other guys going right now. When they're not, maybe that's when Ghost steps up, you know. And that's what depth is having, being able to have more than one guy who gets it done for you on any given night. I saw two actual hits from Hague tonight. He had that one. I definitely noticed that one uh, along the boards. It was on the near side, like on the screen. He actually put a good hit on somebody on the television screen. I didn't have to take anyone's word for it. It was an actual good hit where he stepped up, put pressure on a guy. I'm not even going to complain about Hague. I'll, I'm, I'm telling you. Isn't it amazing what a properly coached uh, true pro team can do? I want to give a lot of the credit to guys on the ice because they ultimately have to go out and execute. But we've been watching this group a while. And, yes, there's an infusion of talent. There's some young guys joining in, and they're they're starting to really reach their potential. But, I, man, loving what I'm seeing out of just the way they play. Ryan slash Justin Braun, same thing. I'm going to call him Ryan Braun all forever probably. Uh, home opener, awesome. The introduction was weird. Glad to see a well-coached team. I wasn't really paying attention to the to the intros, but I assume it was fun if you were there. I wasn't really paying attention. Michael Layton, congrats on the guy's retirement. 21 teams in 18 years. Is that a true statistic? Does that include? I guess that includes like all the uh, like his his men's league team and shit like that. Um, the coach wasn't booed during introductions for the first time in a few years. Well, that's always a positive. Get off on the right foot with the new guy. Uh, the Devils have already uh, the Devils have already almost allowed one goal for every year Jack Hughes has been alive. That's an interest. That's a fun stat right there. I so they're getting crushed in the third period right now. I think they've allowed like seven or eight third period goals um, through like three games. That's insane. What do you think the Flyers need to work on? The icings tonight were in bunches. Yeah, uh, I thought they forced a lot more icings than. Um, than they took, but it did seem like they took a bunch in a row. Uh, one, I think that just comes with playing the the style they're playing where they're looking to dump the puck and go in and hit and go in and get pressure. But also, when you have the face-off guys the Flyers have, I don't think it's always the worst thing in the world to ice it. You don't want to get into the habit of it, obviously. And better teams than the Devils will take advantage of offensive zone face-offs. That's just a fact. But um, I don't think... It's necessarily terrible, especially when you're protecting a lead, to just say, hey, you know what, let's start over. Boom, get it down there, bring it back. We'll probably win the face-off, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there, you know. All we are saying is give Hague a chance. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, they don't care so much about icing anymore. I feel like someone said that during camp or preseason. That's you have to have confidence in your guys to to win the faceoffs to make the plays. Again, you don't want to get in the habit of it because it's giving the other. T- like, what's the hardest thing to do? Gain possession of the zone. That's what every. That's what you're trying to do. That's the whole idea. Well, win one puck battle and you you're set up in the offensive zone. It when or the other team is if you ice the puck. So you don't necessarily want to get in the habit of it, but. It's not the worst thing in the world when you're protecting the lead they were protecting, I would say. Is that a harp in the background? Yeah, it is. Uh, Someone gave it to me as a gift. Uh, Big Daddy Graham gave it to me as a gift when he saw I got a Guinness tattoo last year. So he thought it was funny. He had a harp laying in his house, I guess, and uh, gave me the harp when he noticed my Guinness tattoo. Uh, Okay, here we go. I also love not shooting the puck at the blue line all night. Something something we've noticed through two games. They're actually ge- trying to generate offense from the places goals are scored. It's awesome to have your defenseman activated, jumping up in the play, having a five, four or five-man offensive unit. But when you're bombing it all the way from the point, it's just low percentage. It doesn't make sense. You're supposed to try to get the puck into the slot. The Flyers have been a team that 
have shied away from trying to get to the puck to the toughest areas to get the puck to uh, in years past. That's not the case right now. They're getting to the pucks deep, and then they're getting them into the slot rather than taking them along the half boards and shoot, uh, and then just you know sending it right back out to the point. So it's it's been a it's been a real turnaround in terms of just their style of play lately. Thought the slash call against Ghost was pretty weak. Um, I mean. That goes uncalled a lot, yes. Um, but in that situation, you got to know they're going to call it. Uh, you're you're up for nothing. It's a retaliation. You just have to know they're going to call that one. Don't do it. I, I know it's hard. I played, you know, in high school shittily. Uh, I took plenty of wax at guys. I, I understand it. But you just got to be a little bit more disciplined. Uh, it's a learning experience. Nothing bad happened. They held on for the shutout. Um, yeah, that doesn't get called plenty, absolutely. But in that situation, I think you had to know it was going to get called. Nolan Patrick, the NHL's best fourth-line center. Um, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, behind the behind the glass, the training camp, somewhat entertaining. Is it a union rule to talk in, mon <laughs> in monotone with players? You know, the players are just so afraid to show any freaking, like, you know how it is. They just don't like to show personality. I've only seen the first episode. I'm going to catch up eventually. Just haven't really had the time to watch it. But I liked the first episode. It was good. Who's leading goals in the NHL? James Neal, last I checked. As of last night, it was Neal with six. I mean, he had four last night. So I I don't know. Uh, Austin Matthews had five uh, last night. I don't know if the Leafs played. But um, as of last I checked, it was... Uh, it was James Neal, the real deal. Good news on Patrick getting on a plane. Must be on the way back if they're going to test the altitude. Yeah, I'm glad he's traveling with the team. Glad it sounds like he's making pro uh, progress. Uh, Uncle Bob, as uh, everyone calls Bob McKenzie, seemed to say, um, you know, it's he's, he's not at 100%. I don't think he's going to be playing all that soon, but he's going out there, so we'll see, I guess. I'm, I'm main... If he could just be 75% of what we thought he was going to be, this team is going places, like, sooner than we thought, you know? Bill, if the Flyers win the Cup, you have to play Astro Zombies on that harp. I have no idea how to play any musical instrument. I did play the xylophone. I always – it's another thing I, I mispronounce on purpose. I call it the X-Xylophone. Um, I did play the X Xylophone uh, for a bit in middle school. I can totally feel a 30-goal season from TK this year. 30 shooting too low, man. 35, 35 or bust. That's what I'm looking at. Three goals in two games? Pfft. Come on. Haig has been fine in the first two games. Nothing to complain about. Hey, man, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, on, I'm not on board with Haig, but I'm not complaining about him. That's, that's the best I can do for you. Flyers scored eight goals in two games. Yeah, that's they have a they have an offensive philosophy that is based in logic and reason. So boom, they're scoring. It's crazy. Remember TK started great last year, pumped the brakes. Uh, it took him, I think, eight or ten games last year to get to two goals. So I don't think he started great last year at all. Uh, Ghost still can't hit the side of a barn. He was, I mean. He's he's shooting through traffic. I'm not worried about Ghost yet. We know what he can do. He'll he'll get it together. I have to assume he'll get it together. And we have other guys who can who can fill in. I mean, we, the second power. I wanted to come. That was one of my first notes. Was uh, why why are are Niskanen and uh, Provorov on the second power play when we have Travis Freak and Sandheim? And then of course Provorov goes and scores a power play goal. So I was like, well, can't complain about that. But can't complain about anything after a four zero win on the uh, on the home opener. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Hart plays what sixty five to seventy games. Um, I'm trying. I think I I think I guess like forty five was was my prediction. Um, Maybe 50. I, I'm not trying to put that kind of the uh, – right now I'm thinking 45-50. But how do, you, how do you take the kid out if he's really this good? I don't, maybe maybe he is the next fucking Brodor, you know, and they're just going to play him 70 games. But I, I can't imagine they're going to do that. But 
he's 21. He's got the legs, I guess. I don't know. Uh, already tied for the amount of shutouts uh, from the last two seasons in <laughs> game two. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit, man. They have a goalie, and they seem to be well-coached for the first time in how long. I'm so happy with the K, uh, PK, most improved from last year. Um, yeah, what they give up? One or They only gave up one uh, power play goal, and that's like, yeah, you're going to give up power play goals. But if they – it's Carter Hart, man. I mean, come on. If, if your goalie is that good, you're going to have a good penalty kill. That's, that's the way it goes. I know it's a cliche, but your best penalty killer does have to be your goaltender. We don't want to – give up scoring chances. We don't want to give up shots. Obviously, the best thing to do is deny zone entries, block shots, not give the other team open looks. But in reality, they have more players than you. They're going to get opportunities on the power play. Your goalie has to step up. Carter Hart, baby. Excellence of execution. If Panarin is the bread man, then can we call Bunneman the bunny man? I think we're already calling him the bunny man, aren't we? Uh, I say 60. What's that goal oh, for, for heart starts? That's a lot. 60 is a ton. Um, would love to see it because that means that means he's he's really this good. But um, I'm not – I want it. I want him to start 82 games, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing I'm, – I know he's 21. Eight goals, four, 28 has one point. Jake has zero. Who would have thought it? Yeah, man, it's cool, right? Like, we don't even have our top offensive producers going yet. You know, uh, that's who you – who've been the guys leading this team offensively through the, these last couple of years. I, I know Couturier has stepped up. I know uh, Konechny's been a first-line player, but it's G and Jake. And to see them have – combined one point in these two games and we're two and zero with eight goals. That's a great sign. It's a really great sign because you know, they're going to get it going. You know, Giroux is going to rip off a 10 game stretch where he is 15 points. You know, those things are going to happen. We can win even without it. And that has been a real issue for this team, the depth, the production throughout the lineup and so far so good. 21 pro teams for Leighton, so it's AHL and wherever the hell else he played. Simmers looks slow, man. Uh, still good not re-signing him. Listen, I love I love Wayne Simmons. I wanted to pay tribute. I actually forgot. Uh, 17 for life, baby. Love Wayne Simmons. Thank you for everything. Um, but it was time to move on. It's just time to move on. I actually thought he looked okay tonight. Uh, he definitely, especially for the first half of the game, had that uh, – had that juice going, that, like that rocket up the ass. All right, I'm back in Philly, want to do something. thought he was in on a couple of good plays. Uh, that's Kevin Hayes at the very beginning of the game, uh, maybe on the first or second shift. Kevin Hayes denied a – he made a defensive play that, my God, I forgot was legal. There was a centering pass that came out of the corner into the slot. Simmons was there, and Kevin Hayes – lifted his stick, and actually made a defensive play in the slot to deny a high-danger scoring chance. I forgot that shit was legal watching this team the last few years. Uh, so that was really good to see. was really happy to see. Just that uh, – just it's that that three-zone commitment that we've been – that I've been talking about all night. It, they're, they're just – they're playing their asses off right now. Not liking G. Jake and Hayes together, something not right. Uh, I'm willing to give them time to get going because you know – you can always go to you can always go to G Couturier and TK because you know it works. And if you lose a little something uh, with uh, Limblom or JVR with uh, with Hayes and Voracek, I think the, any of those combinations can make it work. I don't think you'd lose that much. Um, I think this is kind of a let those three veterans kind of figure it out themselves and. The, it might take a little while to get going, but when they do, damn, we have two top lines, like for real, you know. I think all the hitting is really starting to show with Simmer. I mean, we I, I, Simmons is one of my favorite Philadelphia Flyers of all time. I love the guy. Uh, but listen, I, just, I did a piece today, if you didn't see it on broadstreethockey.com, still recommend it. I just put together some of uh, some great fight moments of, of Wayne Simmons and – like that dude, 
he's been in some battles. He's been in some battles with listen, we know Wayne Simmons is tall. We know he has the reach. He's like 180, 185 pounds going up against guys who are 220, 235. Like, and that's just in the fights he's been in. We're not talking about the grind. He's he's in front of the net getting beaten up. He's in the corners doing the dirty work. We know what kind of player Wayne Simmons has been. It's going to catch up to you. Um I hope the guy gets it together. I would love to see the guy get a freaking eight-year contract and cash in real hard because who deserves it more than him? But I, I don't want to be the team to give it to him, and that was my stance all – I mean, that's been my stance for a year and a half, you know. Um, I, I just showed you. I have a Wayne Simmons jersey. I'm going to continue to wear my Wayne Simmons jersey when I go to games and stuff. But uh, he's, he's, a, he's made one of the most – frustrating, if not the most frustrating era in Philadelphia Flyers history, entertaining. Like, he was the one guy you looked at and went, he's us. He's one of us. He's this. He's gritty, you know? Um, and it, it, it sucks that he's wearing down right at right at payday time after being on that freaking bargain contract all those years. But um, that's the toll the game takes on you. NBC, hot discussion on Pro-V for a good five minutes. Uh, nice to have some attention on our players. Yeah, um, liked Pro- I think Provorov, um, I was much happier with Provorov tonight than game one. Of course, he picks up the two points. That's always good. Uh, regardless of your position, I want to see you produce points because I don't care what your position designation is. You're a hockey player. The point of hockey is to score. You know, um, yes, I want him I want him to make the subtle plays in the defensive zone. I want to see him lock down on the penalty kill, do all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I want everyone contributing on offense. And he's starting to do that again, really hoping to see that more going forward. Him and Ghost. Uh, Ghost needs to get it going, absolutely. But depth, baby. We have it for the first time. More shots from the crease. More shots uh, just were coming down just yeah the crease area like the low slot we're not even at the at the top of the circles they're getting to the areas where goals are scored and oh my god we're scoring goals i'm so shocked crazy right like <laughs> i'm freaking i just i'm not i'm i say things like i hate dave hacks so like i don't hate him i don't know him personally i have nothing against him personally I hate the way he coached this team. I hate how conservatively and how backwards their philosophies were on the penalty kill in the offensive zone. Just none of it made any sense. It's like, I don't even know if Vino's doing a great job or if he's just doing a logical job. Like, this is just what you're supposed to do. And we were just that poorly coached for however long. Uh, Proby totally outmuscled Simmer in a net battle tonight. If that doesn't prove to anyone that Wayne's lost a swagger, I don't know what will. I mean, <laughs> Ivan Provorov pushes – like, he's doing the the freaking, like, Rocky workouts. It's not like I, – I, I know. We've seen Wayne Simmons just take those battles and uh, just take battles to guys and stand in there and take the beating for years. But Wayne Simmons is a 30-year-old power forward, and Ivan Provorov is a, is a machine – like a, a freaking cardiovascular machine in the prime of his life. Like, I'm not surprised by that. But, yes, also, Wayne Simmons breaking down. Something different about the team when X players come back and doesn't light it up, right? Like, tell me you weren't thinking all night, well, I know Simmons is going to get one. Like, obviously he's going to get one. That's just what happens. And he didn't tonight. That was pretty awesome. Trade Elliott for James Neal and two first-round picks. Who says no? Literally everybody. <laughs> Literally everybody. Uh, TK, Joe Cush, he predicts TK leads the team in goals this year with 44. Who the hell was our last 40-goal scorer? Is it some uh, – Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter, right, the year he had like 46. Was he our last 40-goal scorer? Damn, that was a while ago. I'm trying to – Hartnell had 37 that big year. I can't think any. I think it must have been Carter. You can't let Elliott play 30 games. Oh, I don't think Elliott. If, if, if Carter Hart is at my number of 45 or 50 starts that I predicted before the year, Brian Elliott doesn't get all those. I mean, yes, you're piecing it together with guys like Alex Lyon and whoever the hell else you can find. That's why J.F. Baruby's here. 
Um, but it, no, I don't think that's a good solution either. I want Carter Hart to get as many starts as humanly possible. I'm also trying to keep a level head about how much you put on this kid's plate. But as we've heard a million times, um, he's just mature beyond his years. He just gets it more than uh, he just he's just more prepared than anyone in his position in a long time. Provy is signed, so he'll be featured now, trying to keep Sandheim's production down and he, until he signs long term. I think I uh, I think I tweeted that during the preseason or so. I don't remember. I was just joking. Maybe I said it on Broad Street Hockey. I don't remember. But uh, we were we were just talking about why Sandheim isn't on the power play, and I was like, they don't want to give him. Yeah, they don't want to pay him as a, like a freaking seven, like a, a three quarters of a point. A game producing defenseman, they don't have to. Like, especially since he's on that bridge deal, you didn't get the long term done. So I'm not saying that's the main reason, but I'm not saying that's a crazy conspiracy theory either, uh, David. I would say the power rankings for the Flyers have gone up. Yeah, I mean, I published them at like, Jesus. I don't know. I think they got published at like 10 this morning. I finished them at like 4 or 5 a.m. Um, I had the Flyers moving up to – they started – I'm trying to think. They started out at like 15 and I think jumped up to 11, which is, a, you know, I'm going to – I'm trying not to homer it, but it's hard not to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they at this point? The NBCSN guys even gave Drew some love tonight. Yeah, I'm, they were uh, focusing on uh, – they were actually calling out, you know, the Drew haters like, hey uh, – Anyone who criticizes leadership, um, the problem with the team has been they don't have enough good players. That's it. That's like, could Claude Giroux have been better in some of these playoff series we've been in? Absolutely. He's the first one to tell you that. He said so in his interview on The Athletic uh, with Scott Burnside. He had a sit down with Burnside. Um, You know, he said, I haven't been great in some of these series, and that falls on me. But like, the fact of the matter is, they weren't the better team in any of those series, and there was no one around. I'm not letting Giroux off the hook because he is the he has been the best player. He is the captain, but the reason the Flyers haven't ultimately had success during his tenure is they haven't had enough good players. When does Moran get in? I just want to see what he's got. Man, I don't know. I've been saying I just want to see what Moran has for years now. Um, you know, he kind of he had that chance last year and it was a shame with the injury and everything. Um, I don't know when he gets in, especially now that they're 2-0 and and everything seems to be clicking. Um, you know, coaches don't like to, to break up winning lineups, so we'll have to see. I don't really know what the deal with Moran is going to be going forward, if he's just an extra, if we're going to have to wait for an injury or wait for a guy to just have a couple of bad games and you're going to throw someone else in. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, it doesn't – I don't – I can't imagine he's high on their priority list. You know, like they want to win games this year, finding out what this kid has. We've missed that window. And it's a shame for him. It really is. He should have had more opportunities. Uh, Just didn't work out. I don't know when we're going to find out what he has because the finding out what guys have time is over. It's time to go try to win a division. It's time to try to go win a playoff series or two or all of them. I'm not saying they're – actual cup contenders yet. I know I joked around about the spot on Broad Street earlier in the show, but hey, crazier shit has happened, right? Like, fuck. (laughs) If we have the goalie, why not, eh? Uh, Yeah. Wayne Simmons doesn't look right in a devil's jersey. He he does and he doesn't because he's such a little, uh, he's such a, just a freaking nudge. He's just, uh, any team in the division, I feel like he'd look good in their jersey. Just the way the Metro, the way these, like if he was in a Rangers jersey, a Devils jersey, a Penguins jersey, as much as that would kill me, I feel like it would just make sense because of how he plays and the way our rivalries go with those teams. Simmer for life, absolutely, man. The Kevin Hayes stick lift, back checking can happen. Jesus, I am behind in the comments. But yeah, man, it was just such a little encouraging thing. Like That game could go totally differently if this team falls behind 1-0 on the first shift in the home opener. And just a little boop, little boop, you know, takes away a high-danger scoring chance. Who would have thunk it? All forwards pitching in. 
I feel like Lindblom is the silent assassin under the radar. Yeah, him and him and Couturier together, like I was saying, just tilt the ice. You know, he'll he'll get he'll put up his points. I think he'll be the guy. Like at the end of the year, you go. He was in on so much more than his points total, but the effect he has on the game goes beyond the points total. And with uh, Couturier and Konechny out there with him, you're going to make up that. You're going to make up that production that maybe you – know, when he gets hot, he can he can score, absolutely. And I think he's going to help out the second power play unit. Um, but I think, like, at the end of the year, he's sitting at 35, 45 points, and you go, man, he just looked like a 55-point player. And I don't uh, – yeah, he's not on power play one, and he, he streaky offensively. He's a young kid still. Uh, but I, his his impact on games goes beyond um, goes beyond just the the goals and assists. Love the depth of this team. They really could do some damage if they can maintain this energy. They really could, and I think a big part of that is going to be getting Nolan Patrick back. And um, we know about we've we've had injuries throughout our lineup in years past. We've lost Nolan Patrick for times. This uh, the experience that Connor Bunneman is getting. The experience that Carson Torensky is getting. Uh, Pitlick even looks like he's 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 doing pretty well out there. Uh, we weren't really sure what we had in him, but he's bought. Uh, you know, Scott Lawton has been used in in all sorts of roles over the years, so he's adaptable. This experience they're getting now can only be good for us down the line, I'd say. All right, does Sam Moran play on this team? All right, let's predict it. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to play zero games this year. And, I mean, what would be the – like, what are you getting for him? The guy is – does he have 20 NHL games? Play? Like, I mean, the number was higher than I thought it was when I looked it up recently. But, like, what, what are you going to – I just don't see anyone – there's no reason to release him if you're just going to keep him as an extra. Just keep him as an extra um, and put him on waivers. But by release him, I mean risk him on waivers and send him down. Um, I I just think Sam Moran plays when there's an injury, and there's bound to be an injury, you know, um, unless they get the cap thing sorted out first and they are really high on Phil Myers. Maybe Phil kills it for the first couple of weeks in the AHL, first couple of games, however long it takes, and he's back up and he's ahead of Moran. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. I I don't think Sam Moran is going to be traded. I don't think he's going to be waived. And I don't think he's going to play zero games, if that answers your question. All right. How much more? Let's just go all the way to the bottom because I'm behind. All right. Here we go. Uh, Hart simply elevated his teammates uh, after that save. They were on after that. Yeah, when you're up one nothing, you feel like you could have had more. You know you've outplayed them to this point, but – Man, one one mistake and this game is tied and it shouldn't be. And that's the type of thing that has killed this team in the past. Uh, we know how they've reacted to adversity. And tonight was just the opposite of that. Carter Hart steps up. The penalty kill as a whole steps up. We have to kill two five-on-threes and do it. It was just it, the mentality. Like, everything about this team feels different. And maybe in two weeks, I'm going to be just as pissed as I've been in years past. But right now... It just seems different, doesn't it? It just seems a little different. When is Patrick back? I, I don't have an answer to that. I mean, they they said tonight he's going to make the trip to Western Canada. And, um, yeah, I think now is a good time to talk about that trip to Western Canada because that is what's up next. Uh, what's next uh, for the Flyers? They're off till Saturday when they kick off a three-game trip to Western Canada. Uh, they start it with a 10 p.m. Uh, game in Vancouver, and if you're looking for a place to go and watch that game, go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood, New Jersey. It's my favorite bar in the Jersey Shore as a whole. Great selection of beer. I gotta tell you though, I gotta tell you, the pork sandwich. Just get the roast pork sandwich. You won't be disappointed. That's all I can. That it, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Wildwood, New Jersey, all the direct TV, all the games you could ever ask for. Uh, you might run into some, you know, uh, it's the offseason. It's not nearly as many New Yorkers in the offseason. So you'll be good uh, this time of year, I think, more than the summer. But it's just a cool place to watch a game no matter what you're into, uh, baseball, hockey, football. It's a year-round place. It's not just a summer destination. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood. Can't speak highly enough of it. Um, 
they always have a sequence ready for me when I walk in, man. Uh, cold beer and hot food, great stuff on TV, awesome bartenders, great customer service. There's a package good for carry out on your way out too. So when you're celebrating that big Flyers win on Saturday, take a six or 12 with you and uh, continue the party. So Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, great place. All right, let's uh, get a couple more comments in here and we can wrap it up. Um, Will Walensky, when healthy, needs to be a staple. Yeah, staple to the Phantoms. It, it was so hilarious that they had to introduce him tonight because he's on the roster. Like, <laughs> that guy has no business up here, and they have to introduce him because he's here. I just I got a real kick out of that. Uh, it does feel different. Uh, what's your prediction on the three-game trip, 3-0? I mean, you're, you're going to lose a game. Like, you're not, you know, what, are they going to win their first 10? That would be awesome. Would freaking love it. Um, but uh, you got to beat Vancouver, first of all. I want to get the 3-0. That's that's the number one goal here. And, listen, yes, the results matter. Oh, I'm, all I've been saying for two years is it's time to win some freaking games. But I just want to see this level, um, this level of effort, this type of consistency. I just want to see this continue, you know. Um, just keep playing this way because the results will come. We know hockey is a random game. It, a, a one bad start from any goalie, you can play as well as you want and you don't win. That shit happens. I just want to see this level of play, this level of commitment to the forecheck, this level of commitment to pressuring in all three zones. Um, that's what I want to see continue, and they will win a whole lot of games if they keep playing this way. All right, guys, I think that's what we are going to wrap up with there. That's a – man, that is an anticlimactic finish. Um, so I'm just going to go, woo! That's how we're going to close this one out. Thank you all so much for hanging out. We did like an hour 10 tonight, so that's a big one. We have a lot of people still hanging out. Really appreciate it. I'm going to be here most of the season uh, for these post games. People will fill in for me as needed, but you know I love doing this. You know I love talking to all of you. We hang out after the games. I get my frustrations out, but so far, no frustrations, just joy. Let's hope that keeps going. Uh, until next time, my name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.